This episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Lockdown Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer and the Sporting News provide you with the edge you need in fantasy football leagues. Lockdown Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Football today, anywhere where you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome on into another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, everyday Gino Camilleri, joining you on this edition of the show, and we continue along in our training camp preview of this roster, of the 2021 iteration of our Philadelphia Eagles, and we continue along on the offense. We are now moving to running back one position which i fully believe is as loaded as any other position on this roster and in segment two and three we're really going to get into the nitty-gritty of what is going on at that position because right now there are just a few spots for a lot of bodies to take positions throughout this training camp past Miles Sanders. But before we do that, there was some big news in the NFL today when it comes to COVID protocols. And this is very, very big as the, as the league has moved to the 17-game schedule. It is an 18-week regular season with the bye weeks included via Tom Pelissero. The NFL just informed clubs today that if a game cannot be rescheduled, During the 18-week season in 2021 due to a COVID outbreak among unvaccinated players, the team with the outbreak will forfeit and be credited with a loss. In addition, the biggest penalty of all is for the players. And if a game is canceled and cannot be rescheduled within the current 18-week scheduled due to a COVID outbreak, neither team's players will receive their weekly paragraph five salaries. You read that right. Nobody gets paid. And that was via Tom Palacero. Man, if the NFL could do anything more to make it almost as if everybody needed their vaccine, this move today basically solidified that. When it comes down to it, The NFL is run by a lot of guys who want to make sure that their money is intact and that they don't miss any regular season games or don't miss any games for that matter. So the best availability is reliability and how can you be reliable this season and it's not fall under those protocols, which for unvaccinated players make it much more difficult to stay on the team, I would say. There are whispers, and this is uh, via Neil Stratton, who is from uh, Inside the League. He, he does a great podcast, goes into the business side of things in football. And he said that there are quiet whispers around the NFL that position coaches are calling their guys and saying, without outright saying it, that if you aren't vaccinated, it's going to be much tougher for you to make the team. So this year, we're really going to see how these owners and how these teams respond to these implications that have been laid down by the NFL. And this is too big of news not to talk about because if it comes down to it and you can't get that game in and you're tied with, let's say, Dallas going down the stretch and you just can't get one of those games in and Dallas edges you out by half a game because you couldn't complete that last game, 
I bet some owners and I bet some general managers aren't going to be too pleased about that. And it really comes down to doing what is best for the team. And if everything can run smoother with you being vaccinated, with you being on the roster, with you being able to play without any bubble type of restrictions, which we have seen from so many different leagues and has caused so many headaches in sports over the past few months here, since they really have opened things up. It is going to come down to following the protocols that the NFL has in place. And we'll see which teams ultimately answer the bell when it comes down to getting guys out there on Sunday. And we're going to talk about that coming up in segment two of the show as we move to the running back position of this roster breakdown regarding the 2021 Philadelphia Eagles. So come on back in segment two of this edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. Before we get to segment two, we have a message from our friends over at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Winder, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, and wait while the person behind the counter orders only the parts on their computers, choosing only the brand that they happen to carry in their warehouse. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your Pocket, save time and money when you use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Go explore their easy website today to find the solution to your auto parts need. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rock auto.com make sure to write locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you all right everybody welcome on back on this second segment of this thursday edition of the show as we move through the training camp battles here in philadelphia gino camilleri talking running backs on this final two segments of this show here on thursday this position in particular to me really i believe can kind of bear the burden of a young quarterback, a young receiving squad, a offensive line that is coming back together simply because of the versatility, the athleticism, the pass catching ability, the ability to create explosive plays out of the running game. When things aren't going right, you're going to have to rely on running the football. And we know the skill level of this offensive line you're going to have to have these guys like Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell step up and create some explosive plays out of the backfield. And not just in the running game, but in the passing game as well. We know who the workhorse is going to be. It's going to be Miles Sanders. He clearly is one of the most dynamic backs in the league. He had a downturn in his receiving ability last season. He had a lot more drops than we would have expected. He wasn't as great of a downfield receiver as he was in his rookie year. But that doesn't matter when you can hand the ball off to him and he still creates plays over 50, over 60, over 70 yards. He's one of the most explosive backs in the league. And you have to just continue to lean on him. And I fully believe that this is the season that Miles Sanders really puts it all together. And we can kind of see what his ceiling ultimately is. Because in year one, he's still a rookie. Jordan Howard is taking a lot of those snaps away from him when it comes to it. Now he's really the bell cow, and if he can turn his receiving game around, there's no reason you take this guy off of the field. I mean, he's going to be a three-down back. You can get him involved in the receiving game if possible. 
that's that's the biggest if for Miles. If he can get his hands back to normal, his legs are there. I mean, he's one of the quickest players on the team. He knows how to make decisions when it comes to finding holes. He can kill you when it comes to killing angles. He can get past level one, level two, level three. In the blink of an eye, and he has home run hitting ability. It's just how can you keep him fresh and how can you utilize him in the past game to make sure that he is used as he was in his rookie year? Because you can't deny that being the best downfield receiver on the team is an element that you want to bring back from his rookie year. I firmly believe that he could be in the conversation for one of the top eight backs of the league if he puts it all together once again this year. But his floor, I'd say he's a top 15 running back all day, every day of the week. And how do you keep a guy like that fresh? You have a lot of different options behind him. And you kind of repeat what you did in his rookie year and that kind of thunder and lightning element that they had with Jordan Howard. But now you can do it, not just with a big back and a guy like Jordan Howard, you can do it with bringing Kenny Gainwell into the game, having his explosive ability on the ground, or even moving him into the slot to create mismatches on some downs where a team is playing base and you want to bring Kenny in or even Boston Scott in to play the slot and win those one-on-one matchups where they have three or four linebackers in the game. You can now do that and not just have to be black and white when it comes to your play calls. Because if you look at the rookie season of Miles Sanders, when it was that one-two punch with him and Jordan Howard, it was evident what was happening when Jordan Howard was in the game. You knew he was a couple times he was going to be a lead blocker if he's out there in a two-back set in front of Miles Sanders. If he's in a short yardage situation, you know he's the guy. I mean, they've had that role for a few seasons under Doug Peterson. But now, transitioning to what a guy like Nick Sariani runs, you're not going to really see a ton of that, in my opinion. You're, you're going to let the running back do his work. Let the offensive line go and block for him. And Miles Sanders, being the number one guy, has to remain fresh. But I don't think you just have to put in a third down back like a Jordan Howard. You can utilize the different matchups and the different abilities of all of these players because much like Miles Sanders, Boston Scott's a great receiver. Kenny Gainwell's a great receiver. On the ground, we haven't even talked about a guy like Carrion Johnson who still has juice in his young legs, can be that quote-unquote power slash third down back that you need and at the same time, you're putting players on the field, not just out of necessity, but having them on the roster and having good players in the backfield is going to allow you to win a lot of matchups. If you look at San Fran and look at Baltimore, they have two, three players in the backfield at all times and just getting guys into motion, getting guys out into the flat just on easy dump-offs, getting guys up the field, much like Miles Sanders did in his rookie year, where they're exposing the scene, exposing the middle of the field. You can now do that with a bunch of different options. To me, at the end of the day, when you walk into the regular season, on paper, this is one of the most loaded running backs rooms we have seen in Philadelphia in, 
I mean, you'd have to probably go back to Deuce Staley, Brian Westbrook, and Corell Buckhalter as a stable. I mean, you have a lot, a lot of explosion back there. And it's hard to believe that you're not going to create big plays out of that unit. And we've seen it from guys like Boston Scott, who were barely a practice squad player in New Orleans, and they come here and all of a sudden he's the giant killer. And Jordan Howard is rejuvenated and two seasons ago goes to Miami and he takes a little downturn. Now he's back in Philadelphia. They take carry on Johnson, a guy who was cast off by Detroit. Now he is here. They still have other young elements like Adrian Killings, who they just ex- signed to an extension. You have Jason Huntley, who they got off of waivers from Detroit, who they used in the return game last year. And even a guy like Elijah Holyfield, who's now been on this team for successive seasons under a new coaching staff, if they see a little spice in his game, he might get a chance. When it's all said and done, you might have two practice squad running backs. I mean, it it would be crazy to say, but there's too much talent not to stash these guys on the roster. And yeah, Miles Sanders does have a little bit of an injury history. If he goes down, you're going to have to elevate one of those guys for one or two games a year. Maybe even Boston Scott goes down. Maybe a guy, they keep Jordan Howard or carry on Johnson. Two guys that in those taking big, brutal hits type of runs get injured one day. You're going to have to elevate some of this talent from the practice squad. And hey, I don't see why you sign Adrian Killings to an extension if you don't plan on keeping him around or even bring in Jordan Howard or carry on Johnson. The questions are going to be answered in a few short weeks. I believe they keep four, maybe even five running backs on this team because you can use Kenny G. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. Lou and I love calling him that. Kenny G or Boston Scott as a slot receiver. You might not, you might keep five wideouts and keep five running backs for that matter and two tight ends because they don't have much depth at tight end. You might say, hey, there's too much talent here at running back to want to expose one of these guys to waivers, to want to expose one of these guys to the practice squad because you know you might not get them back. This is a great problem to have. You have a surefire bell cow in Miles Sanders. Boston Scott, a guy who has been a reliable number two for you, a reliable two, three type of player. Carry on Johnson has carried the load in Detroit. Jordan Howard, a veteran who has been here, knows his role in this offense. Kenneth Gainwell, one of the most explosive players after sitting out a year at Memphis, should come in fresh and ready to go. Elijah Holyfield has a lot of power in those legs. Jason Hotley is still a question mark, has explosion, and Adrian Killings as well. Take your pick. Who are the guys you want to bring on this team to win matchups? Who are the guys that you think are going to perform week in and week out? Hey, you don't even have to answer all of those questions because injuries are a thing, and you might get to see a guy like Jason Huntley come in and get three, four snaps in a game and do a little bit of magic with it. Or Adrian Killings in the return game. It can happen. And right now, I don't know how you make these decisions in the running back room. It's going to be tough for... Howie Roseman and company to really get down to the nitty gritty and have to bring somebody in and bring the Grim Reaper to bring them to Howie Roseman's office to kick them off the team in a few short weeks. But we're talking positive here because this is a great group to have. When we come back in segment three, I put up a poll. Who is going to be the number two in touches behind Miles Sanders? 
The answer might surprise you, but to me, it's who I wanted. So we'll see on segment three when we finish up this edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. But before we do, we have a message from betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info in your sporting needs, including MLB, NHL, NBA. You can get in on the action with all the draft action that is going on this week with the NHL or UFC and MMA. But before the next pitch or the next pick, go to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and get your great sporting news, sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs at the playoffs, head to the website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. When you use the promo code locked on, that's L O C K E D O N Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, everybody, finishing up this Thursday edition of the show as we continue through training camp talking running backs. Gino Camilleri here to finish up talking about who is going to be next in line, and that's behind Miles Sanders because we know he's 1A, 1B, and one whatever letter you want to put next to him, he is the guy. But who's the second guy? I put up a poll, said who will get the second most touches behind Miles Sanders at running back? Boston Scott, Kenneth Gainwell, Jordan Howard, or other being the field. Could it be any of the guys that we had mentioned before this? 67.4% of people said Kenneth Gainwell. Right behind him at 21.7, Boston Scott, and then 6.5 with other 4.3 for Jordan Howard. Doesn't look like he's getting much love. Kenneth Gainwell was a very interesting pick in the fifth round this year. One I didn't see coming simply because I thought they would go for that style of back that Jordan Howard was, on Johnson was. But under a new regime, Nick Sirianni likes the receiving backs. If you saw what his role for Naeem Hines was the last couple years, he relied very heavily on that type of player. Somebody who's going to come in and be exclusively a receiving style back. Kenny G and Boston Scott are those two guys that can do that, especially Kenneth Gainwell, who I believe has a much higher ceiling than a guy like Boston Scott does and could be a potential heir to Miles Sanders if contract negotiations don't tend to work out. I know they don't love to pay a player at that position, but apparently in another poll that Lou put up, 81.8% of people believe that he is going to get a second contract here in Philadelphia. But how do you keep a guy like that fresh and willing to pay him because you know he has explosiveness, has juice left in his legs? You have guys behind him that can take that burden off. When you look at a guy like Ezekiel Elliott here in our division, You've seen his explosiveness and his touches go down year after year. And why is that? It's because they gave him every carry in the world for the first two, three seasons. That's not how you create longevity for running backs in the NFL. You have to give them snaps off. You have to allow their body to repair from some of these hits. And how do you do that? Oh, you put another explosive guy like Kenneth Gainwell, who can be a matchup nightmare out of the backfield. 
has taken both handoffs, has been a nightmare in the receiving game. They really love to do that with Memphis backs. If you look at Darrell Henderson, if you look at Antonio Gibson, if you look at Tony Pollard, who's in the division, all very, very similar play styles coming out of Memphis where they were asked to do a lot of inside zone, stretch type of plays where they're getting on the perimeter, they're hitting space quickly. That's what they're going to do in Nick Sirianni's offense as well, where Miles Sanders will be asked to do the same thing. So when it comes down to it, do they want to keep running backs that are similar to Miles that could complement him when he comes off the field? Or do they want players that are more bruising, can get you those short yardage yards, that can take the brunt of the hits when Miles Sanders doesn't want to get hit on third down or shouldn't want to get hit. And Nick Sirianni shouldn't want to get him hit because he should want him fresh on first and second down. That's what we're going to see in training camp. I would say you have to pick the best backs, regardless how many you keep three, four, five based on three things. One, how well do they fit your scheme? I believe every player that they have in camp fits the scheme very well. But can they do multiple things within the scheme? Can they be in the receiving game as well as be key in the ground game? That's going to give guys like Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, even on Johnson, who has a little receiving prowess to him, a better chance to make the team. Two, can they run? We know that this is a Howie Roseman special when he took it to Andy Weidel and he had those three components on there. Can these guys run? Are they fresh? Don't Keep guys on the team that look like Jay Ajayi of two years ago when they brought him back after that ACL injury where it's like, man, he can't even hit the edge on a stretch play. We don't need him on the team. We need guys that are fresh, guys that, oh, man, after a six-yard pickup from Miles and then another six-yard pickup from Miles, they bring in a fresh Kenny Gainwell. He picks up another six yards. They're just going to hit you time after time after time, and you want to have those yards per carry get up there into the four and a half, five range. And you do that by having fresh legs with guys who are explosive and can run very, very well. And number three, how well do these players complement Jalen Hurts? And how well can they protect Jalen Hurts? You can't have guys that aren't great in pass protection, especially in this scheme where if you're going to get Jalen out and use his athleticism, you're going to have to be a lead blocker. You're going to have to stay in sometimes when we run a play action, pick up a guy on a slide block so that you can let the play action develop downfield so you can hit Devontae Smith. These players have to complement Jalen Hurts as well as want to protect him as much as they wanted to protect any quarterback that the, that is back there. And after last season where your quarterbacks got hit time after time after time and were at the top of the list for sack numbers – that has to be one of the key components when it comes to picking the guys that succeed in this running back room and that even make the team on this running back room. One, are they a fit for the scheme? Two, can they run? Three, how well do they pair slash protect Jalen Hurts? I think that's how you go into this offseason. That's how you address this training camp, and that's how you pick from this very talented group of individuals. It's a young group with some veteran presences. Make sure you make the right selections and don't just keep guys on the team to keep bodies on the team. Make sure they're going to be a role player and actually go out there and contribute 
for the Philadelphia Eagles. You could do that in a multitude of different ways. It's going to be interesting to see how they keep their wide receivers numbers, how they keep the tight end numbers, how they keep the running back numbers. Could this be the most running backs we've seen kept on the team? Do they even label a guy like Kenneth Gainwell as a running back? Do they just want him as a slot receiver? We'll find out here in training camp and how they use these guys in the upcoming preseason games. So we will continue on our training camp talk throughout the next couple days here as we get into the actual training camp kicking off here for the Philadelphia Eagles very, very soon. We are getting closer and closer to actual football, seeing it on the field once again, seeing our boys in midnight green get out there and lay some lumber. I can't wait to see Everybody back on the field. I can't wait to see the mic'd up segments. I can't wait to see the behind the scenes. It's going to be great to see all the guys getting back a new breath of fresh air under Nick Sirianni, a great running back room that we have a lot to look forward to from all of these guys. And there's a lot to look forward to here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And part of that is today on the Locked On Today podcast is Oklahoma and Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC, that would be a huge shakeup. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Where host Peter Bukowski will give you all the information you need in 20 minutes or less on the Locked On Today podcast. Get the news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. And you guys know where to find us here at the Locked On Eagles podcast. Find at DBASILOE for my co-host Lou on Twitter. You could find the mothership at Locked On Birds or at LockedOnEagles.com. You could follow me at GC24 underscore football on Twitter as well. You could get the podcast anywhere you get your podcast, Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. The YouTube is coming back. We will be up and running with a ton of video content here in the next couple weeks. We have big things coming as the season comes along with YouTube. So make sure you subscribe to us everywhere. Make sure you give us those five-star reviews. Make sure you're interacting with us on Twitter. And Every listener, old and new, thank you for joining us here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Hope you all have a great day and fly, Eagles fly. Gino Camilleri, thank you for tuning in and let's go, birds.